This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. That's me. That's me. Whoa, we got a fun show for you today, okay? Uh, Let me tell you something. I am super excited to do this show because we are recapping a fucking UFC event. Huh? What? UFC 249 was Saturday. It was amazing, amazing, amazing fights. Um, a lot of storylines. We're gonna deep dive and all to that, all into that shit. We'll go over everything, talk about my awesome betting record. We'll get in all to, to all that. So I was gonna either lead the show with that or lead with the media stuff, right? The media beef I have. I figure I'm gonna lead with the beef and then we'll end on something on something positive because UFC 249 from all accounts, was very, very positive. So, my YouTube, my my media beat, these fucking people, it's it's crazy to me. It is nuts. I, so when I first started MMA Takes, my idea was, in my brain, you know, I'm very confident in myself. I'm very, you know, all that shit. So, in my brain, I'm like, oh, in a year, I'm going to put out so much good content that They're going to like, I'm going to get signed by one of these big guys. One of these companies are going to want me, you know, as a personality. Um, that didn't happen. Obviously, uh, I, I did get like a, a two little offers to have my podcast on a certain network. And obviously I turned that down. Um, and there was one other thing that popped up It never really was an offer, but it was like here, but you know, you can't say certain things. And I obviously was like, nah, 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 I'm good. But no, the idea was. That I was going to get signed by the big guys. And what I mean, the big guys, MMA junkie, MMA fighting, obviously in a dream world, ESPN, and then even bigger dream world, Barcel Sports. So when I first got Twitter, I was very tame on it. I, I, I disagreed with a lot of people. I said a lot of shit on here, but let's face it. These media guys are not listening to this. But I was I never really went after people on Twitter, right? If you came after me, I responded in kind, but I never really went after people. I, it just wasn't my style. Even if I disagreed with it, I'm like, you know, what? why am I going to... Uh, you stick my nose in there or whatever the fuck. Um, but I've been sticking my nose in there. And, th- and the reason I didn't do that is because I thought, okay, man, I don't want to jeopardize f- fucking up one of these companies. Cause obviously the goal here, the dream would be to get paid covering this sport. Right. But something clicked like a month ago, maybe even a little longer. He's a little before quarantine where I just, every media member, besides a handful of them are just so such so, so scumbags and it's just, and we're in a day and age where everything gets turned political. You know what I mean? It's all politicized and it's terrible. Like you can't leave your house without something being political. Like the choice of your fucking car color is political. The choice of the color of your hat is political. It's, it's crazy. So MMA to me is a sport that has no politics. It's about world-class athletes competing. The MMA media though, they're all on a, the same side. They're all on the same side politically and the same side figuratively, you know? Um, and, and that's fine. They're banding together or whatever. And I guess that's what it takes to be a media member. But, you know, I strongly disagree with a lot of their takes and it has nothing to do with political. They make it political. They, you know, they've tweeted out that everyone who agrees with the fights going on must have American Eagle in their, uh, bio profile and you have a confederate flag or whatever like that like you know basically saying that anybody that is conservative is racist essentially that's what they that's what basically that is let's read between the fucking lines um and one of the biggest components was luke thomas so i was going at luke thomas and i said nothing like 
like I never really cussed at him maybe here and there, but I never like called him names. I never like tore him down. He would make these bold statements or he would retweet an epimologist or something like that. And it's like, Oh, are you covering MMA? Are you a fucking political science major? Like what, what, what make, what puts food on your table? What is cutting your check? Um, and I know Luke Thomas, a lot of people have turned on him. I get that, but I was commenting and I was asking questions and I thought they were poignant questions. I thought they were good fucking questions. He did not respond to me. He did not answer any of my questions. Um, and then I would go after another mean member and that maybe go after, but I'd ask him like, well, what about this side of it? Right. They don't want to hear anybody else's side, right? They're going to send their tweet out and they're going to get their followers who obviously probably ideally think like them to agree with them. And then they're not going to respond to anybody else. I can understand if I'm sitting there calling him a cunt, if I'm sitting there saying you're an asshole every single time he tweets, I'm not doing that. Like I'm, I'm, I want to know his side of the story. I'm very, I'm not malleable. I'm very uh, open to new ideas and new suggestions. I'm a middleman. I'm right there in the middle. I can get swayed left or right. I have my opinions on certain things, but I want you to tell me why you think that way. And just because I disagree with somebody or I argue with somebody doesn't mean like automatically I hate that person. It just means you have your point. I have my point. Like let's, let's debate it, right? There's no bad blood or anything like that. I'm not insulting you. I'm, I'm being mature about it. Well, apparently Luke Thomas had enough of me. He blocked me. That was the first time I've ever been blocked on anything. Uh, I been, I switched over my, so I had a personal account of MMA takes account. I noticed I was spending a lot more time on my personal account just because I followed friends and, and certain, you know, celebrities or whatever in all my MMA all I MMA takes podcast shout out MMA takes podcast on uh, Twitter. All I was following was MMA people, so I decided to fo- like basically just combine my Twitter. So now I'm only on MMA takes. Uh, I got rid of my personal account, so I've been active on there a lot more. But I've never been blocked in anything. This guy blocked me uh, because I was asking like questions. He keep retweeting things, and it's like everyone's going after him because he he wants this thing to fail. That's what it seems like. He's gonna make jokes like, "Oh, you really think uh, uh, what I have to say?" Yes, motherfucker, I do. You got a you got a big following. You have a platform. Yes, people can get swayed to think a certain way, and and you are you get paid to cover a sport that I love, and you're attacking that sport. More importantly, you're attacking the UFC, not really the sport, but just one particular company. Um, and I'm going to come at you for that because you're 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 attacking something that I love. So he blocked me, and then Dave Doyle, senior editor of MMA Junkie, and MMA Junkie's okay. They're very uh, they're very liberal. They have a lot of writers that are uh, that have got stolen, but they have they they have a lot of writers that are pretty uh, on the liberal side of things. A lot of them went over to the Atlantic or the Athletic or whatever the fuck it's called. So Dave Doyle, who I follow, senior editor of MMA Junkie, he was fighting. He well, first off, you know the the people are getting into him because he had like a huge thread the other night where he said he was drinking. Oh, cool, cool guy drinks beers. Um, he said he was drinking and he went on this big thread about uh about like you know what he loves about MMA because he kept being so negative towards MMA and people were attacking him. Like you are a senior editor at MMA Junkie, which is owned by USA Today, and you're basically shitting all over the sport. You know what I mean? And Dana White made a good point. Like, wait till these guys get laid off, right? And they all took offense to it. Dana, Dana can say anything. Dana can say the sky's blue, they're gonna say the sky's red. No, you're fucking it's not blue. Here's an expert telling you that why it's not blue or whatever the fuck. You know, you, you can't win with any media member, let alone MMA media member, which is the bottom of the fucking barrel. It's the guys who can't be a, be a media member in anything else. Um, but Dave Doyle, senior editor, 
I my big thing with everything was I don't understand why it's a reporter's job. I understand the freedom of the press, all that. I don't. Un, I never understood why they had a leak where it uh, UFC 249 was originally be at in on, on Tattoo Palace in uh, the tribal land in California. The news is that the UFC is holding an event. They didn't release the location for a reason. I don't understand why it's a media's job. I don't understand why they have to go digging. They have to find out the location where a company didn't release it. No fans are going. A handful of media members are going to get selected to go, if any at all. I think there was maybe five or six at the event in Jacksonville this weekend. So it's not newsworthy when it doesn't affect anybody else. It doesn't matter. I don't see people going after Chael Sun in Submission Underground where he's doing that in a grain silo. Where's that at? You know, it's a secret location. No one's calling states after states, commissions after commissions, finding out where that's happening. UFC's on a different platform. So my thing to Dave Doyle was why I understand that the the thing is newsworthy. You got to report it. But why did you people not maybe his people, but reporters media whatever why did they have to go digging calling athletic commissions in california calling senators or 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 making a fuss about where this is at why is the location that important and he responded back you're a fucking moron so that guy already lost i asked real hard-hitting questions if you're a media member you should know you ask a question it should be answered right because they all they do is ask questions to fighters all they do is ask questions to people, right? They call the, they called up California and asked questions to California. So I'm asking legit questions, no cussing, no cursing, nothing negative, literally explain it to me why this is important. And he responded, you're a fucking moron. Uh, he did not block me, but he responded that. And then like some other guy chimed in or whatever. And then I just said, wow, the senior editor of MMA junkie, I did not realize, uh, was so was a wordsmith by just saying, oh, you're a fucking moron. So I just have a problem with that. I have a big problem with, with all the media that's going around and, and, and the negativity that they're bringing towards the UFC. Like I said, like no, no one talked about how great of a event went off without a hitch. I know Jock Ray tested positive for COVID. I thought they handled it as best as they could. Obviously people were calling for it to be canceled. It did not. They're going on. They're going forth. If you think that, Dana White, you have seen all the people, all the smart people. Dana White didn't plan all this, right? Dana White hires smart people to plan this. If you think that they're not going to buy 1,200 tests for three events and you think they're not going to, one's not going to pop up positive, they're not going to have a plan in place for that, right? People are on the, the assumption that if someone has COVID-19, that automatically means everyone around them has COVID-19. That's what the mask are for. That's what the gloves are for. That's what the sanitizer is for. But, but they skip all that. They just go right to, oh, they should cancel the event. Like people were freaking out on Friday night or whatever it was. Friday night, yeah, when he tested positive, uh, they're like, all the events I got to go on. I knew 100% it was going on. I didn't need Brock Okamoto to tell me. I fucking knew because there's no way they're going to cancel that because they obviously had a plan set in place for that. But the media goes, and, and does what they do, then that dies down. So then they do this contract where the fighters, managers, media had to sign a contract saying you can't speak negatively about what we're doing here. Standard contract, in my opinion. Uh, they said, oh, they're going to revoke your money. How could they revoke the media money? If MMA Junkie sends John Morgan to UFC, UFC's not paying John Morgan. So how could they fucking revoke that money? Revoke maybe his, his, his credentials? But... It, media is hand in hand with UFC. The UFC is never going to revoke John Morgan's credentials. I mean, well, maybe if he did some shady shit like Ariel Hawani, 
But, you know, I don't want to stay too long on this. The point is, they're ne- a bunch of negative fucks, and then you got all of them on Sunday morning going, oh, prayers, prayers with Jacare. I just hope him and Uriah Hall get paid. The reason he took the fight was because he he had a problem with his mortgage. He needed to get paid. UFC came out today and said, oh, we're going to pay him. No, we'll pay him. How many people do you think said reported that, that they're getting paid? Probably someone goes, well, how much are they getting paid? Are they getting their win bonuses? About- Shut the fuck up. Jacare... And this is the way I view it. I I blame the UFC's at fault for allowing Jacare to even show up. Jacare, if he didn't tell them beforehand, hey, my his wife had it. His wife has COVID-19, coronavirus. He knew that. If he showed up Wednesday and the UFC didn't know that he had been in contact with somebody with, with COVID-19, that's a bad look for the UFC. If they did know and they sent them on, that's a bad look. It's a bad look that he told them Wednesday and they continue to let him because apparently some tests came back negative and all that shit. Um, but either way, the minute you find out that, you know, someone tests positive or whatever, you send them home. It's over. You don't let them fight. So the UFC's at fault for that, 100%. Wednesday, when he can, when he said, hey, my wife has it. I haven't been tested. Let's see the test results come back. Fuck that. Nah, you're going home. I know they quarantined him or whatever, and everyone's freaking out about the stare down where he fist bumped Dane or whatever, but he had fucking gloves on. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so it just, again, I've, I've, I rant and rave about the media so much, and that's why I respect Barcel Sports so much, and that's what I want to do here. I want MMA takes to be not, obviously I would love them to be, to be as big as Barcel Sports, but that, that's, that's a dream maybe a little too big. I just love that everyone from Barcel Sports what mainly Dave Portnoy, he goes after the, the the big guys, right? He doesn't like ESPN. He goes after them. You know, MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, these are the ESPNs of people like me, right? And he goes after these guys, and he has his own opinion, and Dave has did what he wants the way he wants, and that's kind of what I'm going to do, right? I got Devin. I got Tim. I want to get, like, a small little army of guys. And this sounds very culty. I promise it's not a cult, even though if you're down for a cult. But I need them all on Twitter because I'm more on Twitter than Instagram. Devin usually runs the Instagram. I'm on every once in a while. Um, I did post the Luke Thomas thing, call him a coward, right? Devin, I don't think he even knows what Twitter is. Um, but I want a small little group of guys that if they get into it, I get into it, whoever gets into it, but then all these fucking bozos, we just go after them, right? If we get blocked, the other one goes, the other one goes. Like, they we're going to try to make a fucking name here that, you know, and not, not and let's not just go after them for, like, no reasons, you know what I mean? Like, let's go after them for legit reasons, but that's what I want. I want fucking an army of fucking a militia of sharpshooters of snipers ready to take someone down. And, you know, you can, you can do what you, your own, your own thing, but I want it to be like, you know, smart, intelligent arguments towards these fucking people, um, and see what they say or if they respond or not, because I want to turn up the heat on these fucking idiots. Right. I pay to do this. People don't realize that. Right. Like, obviously I paid for all my equipment and all that stuff. That that's not what I'm talking about. I got to pay, 1600 or 16 16 bucks a month to post unlimited podcasts right i've i've i probably have made a little bit of money over the over the time to to cover that for the past two years or whatever small little deals i've done here and there but not to the extent of paying for all the equipment so i'm paying to do this and so when i see someone who's getting paid to cover the sport that i love so much disparage it uh, I have a problem with that, right? And I have a problem with that person. And all I want is an intelligent argument. I want to, I want to have a fucking debate. 
I want Luke Thomas to come in here. I want to go on his show. Whatever the fuck, we can just argue all day long. I wanna, I wanna go after the, go after that guy and other guys too, right? They think they're so fucking smart because they can throw their opinions out there and they just ignore everyone else. Oh, it's my opinion. Yeah, five people agree with me. That was a good tweet. No, fuck you. All right, enough of that. Two forty nine, and we got to do two forty nine. What a fucking event! By the way, I should have clarified at the beginning of the show. So this is the rap, recap show. I'm recording this on a Sunday. I couldn't wait. Devin and Tim and I were going to do it. They're probably going to listen to this. They're probably going to be all pissed off when it gets posted. But I couldn't wait. I had to. Re- my girls are gone. I have nothing to do. And um, I needed to do it. So I'm recording this on Sunday. I'm recording the Pick'em on Monday. They're probably going to be released on the same day. So you're going to see two podcasts. I didn't want to combine them. I was going to do one long, big episode. I decided to separate them. Some people really like the Pick'em's. Some people don't. It's just going to be a pick them with me, my picks. Um, that's going to be up Monday. This should be up Monday or maybe Sunday if you're listening to this, whatever. But um, yeah, so I, I, I'm bored. I'm sorry, Devin and Tim. I, I had to fucking, I had to go after it. I had to get after it. It's just too big, right? It's been too fucking long. And listen, we got to we gotta fucking go. UFC 249. What a card. Awesome card. There's only maybe a handful of fights that were duds. Um, Devin won. Let's get that out of the way. We'll get into fucking Devin here in a minute. But he won 6-3. Good week for him. I went 5-6 and six over all my picks. Oddly enough, though, I won a lot of money. My gambling record, I placed 10 bets. Drove to Indiana, placed 10 bets. I went heavy on Cater. And I went heavy on the prop. I love FanDuel lets you prop with parlays now. So I went Cater straight like 400 something bucks and then i put 50 on him to finish which was in like crazy plus number it was like plus 249 250 something like that for him to finish a lot of people thought it was going to go decision or whatever cater obviously the favorite they didn't think he'd finish jeremy stevens cast huge on that landed landed my parlay i had spain cater naganyu gaichi gaichi with the underdog pool want some big money on that parlay um, just barely hit the, uh, I had a crazy, um, prop parlay with Naganyu finishing the first round. I got right. And then Jorgen Acasso just had a win by knockout over Greg Hardy, uh, to, uh, to cash that, which would have been in the hundreds of dollars. Anyway, I had a really good week betting. My bankroll is getting up there. I'm so excited for, um, Wednesday and Saturday, because hopefully by the end of this week, uh, my bankroll is going to be tight tight boys but anyway devin won six three i think you know uh, you know it is what it is first fight in that ryan span versus sam alvey um kind of a weird fight right ryan span i thought was gonna cruise this was devin's uh sent him home early he got that wrong sorry dev um but ryan span big big athletic dude i don't know if he you know if he was trained all that properly maybe he thought he would get sam out of the alvey out of there early sam's a guy that's always on his back foot always on the cage he likes to counter he doesn't rarely leads when he does lead he leaves himself open he has had some chin problems in the past he you can't fix your chin, but his chin was fixed for this fight because uh, he took some big shots, maybe got wobbled a little bit, but never got put down. Um, it, it was a weird fight to kick off the night. I understand why it's a big underdog, but it was a split decision, which I think is a little, I think it was a split decision, right? Let me look that up. Was it a, a unanimous? I got to pull it up right here. It was a split decision, which I think is a little egregious. Sam Alvey clearly won that third round. He hurt Ryan Spann in the third round. I didn't score it a 10-8. Some people did score it a 10-8. I, you know, I had Ryan Span two rounds to one, easy. Um, 
Sam Alvey might be cut. That might be his last run in the UFC, but Ryan Spann has all the athletic gifts in the world and needs to really polish up on some things. So uh, Devin and I both were on Spam. I took the underdog in the next fight with Rosa. He embarrassed me. Uh, plus 130. I thought his ground game was comparable to Bryce Mitchell. I thought he would be able to hang with them. I, I was worried about the uh, small gym of Mitchell going with the big gym of Rosa, who's pr more proven in the UFC, in my opinion. They both have... Uh, very good records, but Rosa got embarrassed. I mean, Bryce Mitchell almost submitted him several times, almost got him a twister twice. That arm triangle was uh, tight a few times. Rosa's a tough, tough dude, but, um, but, uh, you know, that, 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 that's the way it happened. Sorry, I got a fucking phone call. Um, but Bryce Mitchell, get this man some camo shorts. Arkansas strong camo shorts. Uh, Bryce Mitchell's a star. I mean, like every time the guy's is on the microphone, I mean, he's, a Southern guy who kind of fits that Southern stereotype and, and he's, he's a good old boy and uh, I love him. Right. I, I really hope there's nothing in his future or past that it's really ugly. Um, I don't know much about Arkansas, but uh, I, I'm very excited for the future of Bryce Mitchell. He did say that he, he didn't want to fight till fans were back, but then he said he liked fighting without fans. So I don't really know what's going on. I know he's not a guy to, uh, fight super actively like he feels like he's kind of active but uh he's gonna be tough on the ground someone devin shouted out ryan hall ryan hall's 145 pounder i don't know if he cut down to uh to 135 wait 140 they fought at 145 i could have swore bryce mitchell was 135 right here on tapology says 145 maybe they fought at 145 uh, i'm pretty sure he's one fucking 35 is he a 145er Am I just dumb? Don't answer that. I guess Bryce Mitchell's 145. I thought he was one. I thought he was 135. That's it. 140. I think he's 145. I must have been wrong. I'm sorry, Devin. Yeah, uh, fucking Bryce Mitchell versus Ryan Hall will be a lot of fun, but that was impressive. Uh, Vincent Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. I took Nico Price as the underdog here. Um, it was competitive fight. I also took him as a prop to knock him out in the second round. Devin and I were split on this. He took Luque minus three in our favor. Big fucking deal. Uh, Luke looked good though. Like I think Luke going into this fight, I think we broke this down pretty good. Luke, the cleaner boxer, the cleaner technique. I just thought Nico's one punch knockout power could have been the the difference here. Nico leaves himself open. Uh, excuse me, Vince, but they both leave themselves open, but I felt, feel like Vincente's uh, defense has been a little rough in his past few fights. Tough dude, good chin, but I thought Nico had that, that different kind of power, but uh fight got stopped with an eye. This was my send him home. I had Nico price winning with a uh, send him home early. I got that one wrong as well. Go fuck myself, but uh, it was an entertaining fight. Listen, both these guys are dogs. I watch them fight any day of the week. And, uh, it, it, it was a good fight. It was a really talented fight. I don't know how the high the ceiling is on Vicente Luque, if I'm being honest with you. He takes a lot of hits. Um, he's pretty good on the ground. He's pretty well-rounded. But I just, I'm worried about the hits. And I'm worried about, you know, we saw him against Wonder Boy where he, you know, the top competition, he kind of fell apart. He looked good in the Nico fight. It was a very, very close fight. I just, I question how how high he can go. And Nico's just going to be like one of those fun guys. Him and Robbie Law need to fight next, right? Oh, fuck it. Him and Robbie Law, they're at 170. Let's do it. Uh, Carlos Sparks with Michelle Watterson. Kind of a lackluster fight. Carlo won by split decision. I had this fight right. Uh, I thought Carlo won. I don't, I didn't think it was any question. Michelle Watterson won the third round. Um, the judges had this all wonky 30 27 both sides and then a 20 29 28 for 
Carla, um, I thought it was 29-28. I thought Michelle won the, the third round, and I thought Carla won one and two. Um, the third round was close. It was a close fight. I, I wouldn't call robbery either way. I did have Carla, though, winning, and uh, I had her picked. Uh, next up, Alexi Olenek versus Fabrizio Werdum. What a shit fight this was. Both these guys looked like they were in slow fucking motion. They're both 42, but they're really 102. Fabrizio Werdum clearly needs to be on steroids if he's going to compete at a high level. He looked like trash. Olenek came in really light, uh, looked to be in better shape, right? He's throwing fucking haymakers out there. Werdum dominated the third round, lost the split decision. I thought I thought the right person won. Um, this is my beef right here, okay? I'm going to start deducting points from Devin, and probably not. I'm just hot right now because I lost. I'm competitive. He talked about how much he hated Werdum and loved Olenek. He's the only Alexi Olenek fan out there. I don't know anybody else that likes Alexi Olenek besides Devin. He picks Werdum to win. Then he picks him as his lock of the night, right? So he should get negative points for not only picking the huge favorite to be the lock of the night, but also picking a guy that you hate over the guy that you say you're a fan of. Stick with your man. You will never, and I'm going to say this again, never hear me bet against Darren Till, Conor McGregor, Kamar Usman, uh, fucking uh, Don Madge, Izzy Adesanya. You're not going to hear me ever bet against them. Even if in my head I go, man, that's going to be a tough fight. The Kelvin Gaslam fight was I thought was going to be a horrible fight Darren Till. It was going to be a tough fight. You don't bet against your mans. I don't know if Alexi is his guy, but if you listen to the podcast, Devin was fucking in love with the guy, so he should have got a point taken away for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep monitoring that. Cause that's the second time he's done that. Yo Romero is his guy. I love Yo Romero, but I'm gonna pick Adesanya. Olenek, I love Olenek. You know, Alexi, how can you not love him? I'm gonna pick Werdum, even though I hate Werdum. Right? Some people say it's smart. You know, smart strategy, all this stuff. He's betting with his brain instead of his heart. No, 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 not here, not here. You gotta bet with your fucking both. Next up, Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone. This is a really good fight. I had Cerrone here. He's my dog lock in the night. That's our YouTube pick of the week. Go to MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Get the picks. All that shit. Get those numbers up, please. Um, it was a really entertaining fight. I, I, some people t- text me and said Cowboy won. Um, I have no problem with the decision. I thought it was a very close fight. I thought Cowboy looked good. I thought Pettis looked good. Pettis on a short notice, I was really worried about that, but he actually looked more relaxed than if he had like a full camp. Cerrone looked very eager and anticipated to get back in there. They both are evenly matched pretty well. Both were cut up, bloody. Cerrone had a swollen eye. Pettis was bloody on the face. Very, very close fight, technical fight. Uh, I have no problem with, with the decision. I have no problem with the fight. It was an entertaining fight. Good fight to lead into the pay-per-view. Um, I don't think Cowboys should retire. Some people are calling for his retirement. I don't think that should happen. I think he's got maybe a couple years left in him. Uh, the Connor thing really, I mean, listen, he got embarrassed by Connor. That can happen to anybody if you're around long enough. Uh, Anthony Pettis isn't on the top of his game. He's definitely not Showtime Pettis anymore. But I thought Donald showed up. I thought he looked really good. Now, don't feed. I don't think Donald should go back to 155, and I definitely don't think you should feed him some of these fucking young killers. But like, uh, you know, Vincente Luque, who just fought early in the card at 170, would be a nice fight for Cerrone, even a Nico Price, even though Nico's Price eye is fucked. He's probably not fighting for a while. Men card, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen Castro. What a disappointing fight, right? Um, a lot of people are spinning this is, is trying to compliment Greg Hardy. I won't do that. I won't go as far as saying that. I will say that uh, you're going to cash show. I don't know what happened. I know you broke your foot. You look good in the first round. You were clipping Greg Hardy, but then you just stopped engaging. You just stopped fighting. I know you I know you broke your foot throwing those leg kicks or whatever you did, but you didn't break your fucking hand, dude. Like, throw some punches. Like, you were scared the whole fight. To me, it, it had to come with Greg Hardy landing a couple clean shots. Not many, but a couple. 
I think that kind of scared the Castro. And then the foot thing, he could just lean on that and go, I broke my foot. Very disappointing on Jorgen Castro. He cost me a lot of money. I thought he was going to sleep Greg Hardy. I think everyone in the world just wants to watch Greg Hardy get knocked out. And that's kind of the beauty of it. He keeps winning. Um, everyone thinks he's this crazy talent. I don't see that yet. He's very athletic. He's big. Um, I don't see a crazy amount of talent out of him yet. But, yeah, he is big and athletic. He's a former fucking pro bowl or all-star in the nfl the guy has athletic ability probably the heavyweight division has never seen however uh i just don't i'm not i don't think that translates to mma necessarily and i, I don't see it mma wise yet i think i think he's gonna get he's gonna get caught up with uh by some of these guys but you're gonna catch it was a really good win for him that was a the hot prospect that was very excited to watch that fight and uh yeah greg hardy uh fucking won uh decision come Cater versus jeremy stevens great fight i love this fight uh cater's a fucking beast this was my confident my lock of the night i put a lot of money on kevin cater i almost put all of it but then i spread it out um i, I for some reason I, I i thought he was gonna he was gonna finish stevens with a body shot in a finishing with a sick elbow he landed some big right hands and stevens came out aggressive it wasn't like the laid back jeremy stevens where he wasn't pulling the trigger until the third round and maybe trying and take you down he was coming after calvin they both were in boxing range the only difference is, is is when you get in that boxing range and jeremy starts throwing these looping kind of haymakers calvin's so tight in there and just pop 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 finished with uppercut one of the best uppercuts i've ever seen in mma pure boxing wise and then you know straight right hands all day it was cracking stevens stevens showed a really good chin and then on the exchange where calvin stepped in with an elbow stevens broke calvin's nose with a punch but the fucking elbow dead on the mouth, right in the chin, and then finished up with some brutal elbows, cut Stevens up pretty bad. Uh, beautiful finish by Cater. Uh, the guy's the real fucking deal at 145. I mean, I love this kid. He's the sky's the limit for him. He rematches the beep. If it's five rounds, he smashes the beep in five rounds. I'm telling you, this kid's the real deal. Uh, uh, sky's the limit for him. Um, I've actually DM'd him like three times to come on the show, and he never answered. I'm, I, I want the guy on the show. I think he's got a good personality. I think uh, he'd be a fun talk. By the way, I become really superstitious. How do you say that word? And uh, I've been having some good shows. I've been energized. I've been, I've been having fun. And uh, obviously, I did the pick with Devin. Even though I lost to Devin, uh, I won a bunch of money gambling. Now, I got a show. I'm, uh, I'm doing the pick tomorrow. But right now, I'm drinking Gus's Fried Chicken Cup. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. First off, shout out Gus's Fried Chicken. Amazing fried chicken. Best fried chicken I've ever had. But... That's going to be my cup for every show now because until I lose because I'm superstitious like a motherfucker. All right. Francis Ngannou versus Jairzino Rosenstruck. Uh, fight happened how I thought it was going to happen. I had Ngannou in a parlay and I also had him first round knockout. He, he's not pretty, right? It wasn't the prettiest exchange. If you slow-mo everything, his chin's in the air, his hands are down, but he's throwing heat. All he has to do is fucking connect. That's all he has to do. Jairzino Rosenstruck is not some fucking wrestler who can't take a punch. This is a fucking kickboxing guy or kickboxing guy a kickboxer with over 80 fights and he got fucking slapped uh francis i mean it needs to be francis dc i like how finally dc did come out and say listen if stipe is not gonna fight me i gotta fight francis for the title we gotta move this along so dc finally came out this first time i believe i heard him say it came out and said that i will fight francis which is Good luck, right? That's an interesting matchup because DC is such a good wrestler. But Francis, I mean, he touches you. You go to sleep. That's going to be a big, mount, big, big mountain to climb for uh, DC. And Francis has a lot to improve 
or a lot to prove because Stipe took him down at will. And if Stipe, or yeah, if Stipe took him down, the DC's going to take him down for sure. So hopefully he's improved that. Um, but yeah, the guy's a fucking monster. He's one of the few people in this world I'm fucking scared of, right? Like if someone's like, oh, would you get million? Yes. Any amount of money, I'll fight anybody in the world. I don't care. If, what, what's going to happen? I get knocked out or lose. I shit my pants. Oh, well, I'm a millionaire. I don't give a shit. But yeah, Francis Ngannou terrifies me a little bit. The guy's scary. All right, co-main event, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Devin and I split on this. He had Cejudo, I had Cruz. Um, it, you know, it, it went how I thought. I thought it was going to be a close fight the first round, Dominic. I know he doesn't believe in ring rust, but he did look a little off. His timing was a little off. Um, I thought maybe we would see a little bit different of a Dominic Cruz. His movements were still the same, which I, I, I anticipated. But I thought maybe he would sit down on his punches a little more. He didn't really do too much. Henry really chopped away at the legs, which I thought was really smart. And uh, just stalked Cruz the whole time and was cutting the ring off and making really good angles himself. Henry's footwork was flawless in this fight. Um, those leg kicks were were pretty pretty big. I mean, Dominic Cruz was trying to jump over the leg kicks. Dom had his moments a little bit. He, he threw those looping shots. But I thought maybe we, we would see a little bit more of him sitting down on his punches, maybe a little more high kicks. Um, he didn't throw that many kicks. Maybe he's worried about the takedown. Henry, I think, did get one takedown. And then the second round, uh, they collided heads. Henry got cut bad. Wasn't in a bad spot, but it was in his hairline. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be some staples or some stitches. And then comes out and just fucking knees him into Bolivian. Great finish there. At first glance, I thought it was an early stoppage because I didn't think Dom was working up. I wouldn't be upset if they let it go on a little bit more just because it's a title fight and it's Dom Cruz. You know what I mean? The guy's tough as nails. He even said to the ref, let me go out. Like, I don't give a shit if I'm going to get my head pounded in. I know the ref can't listen to the fighters because they all say that. But if it was me in there, I would have gave it maybe a couple more seconds just to see because it's a title fight and you got a veteran in there. But uh, it is what it is. I don't think it's the worst stoppage. I tweeted it was a bad stoppage. I'm kind of in the middle now. I can see how people thought it was good. I can say it was bad. If you slow-mo anything, it's going to look worse than it is. Um, real time, I thought it was bad. They slow-moed it. I changed my mind. And then I have since watched it again. And, you know, I'm on the fence about it. Uh, but Dom is slanging mud at Keith Peterson. Uh, first off, Keith Peterson does not have a Twitter. So all that Keith Peterson stuff on Twitter, that's not him. Uh, so if you fall for the, you fall for the mud is what this, I just said mud again, but if you fall for that, you fall for the, uh, the garbage, you eat the garbage, you eat the trash. Uh, that's not Keith Peterson, but Dominic Cruz said he smelled like cigarettes and alcohol. Dominic was saying stuff to him when they were getting their hands raised. Uh, Keith stormed out of the cage afterwards. He obviously was pissed off as well. He's in there trying to protect the fighters. I think Keith Peterson's a really good referee. Does he smoke cigarettes? Absolutely. Have you heard his fucking voice? Um, if he was boozing though, that's, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Dom Cruz is now saying he wants refs drug tested, which I probably think they probably should be anyway. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Main event time. Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson, man, what a main event. I was on the fence about this. I picked Gaethje. I was on the fence about this, the whole ride down to, uh, Indiana, which is 15 minutes. But my biggest concern was I get my own way sometimes because everyone was on Gaethje. And I was like, if every expert's predicting Gaethje. I've only seen a handful of guys pick Tony. And those guys are like Tony diehards. I was like, man, Tony's going to pull it out here. Tony's going to fucking sneak this one out. Not sneak it out, but he's going to fucking do Tony stuff. Gaethje's won fights in the past or was winning fights in the past and got caught. Uh, that didn't happen, obviously. I stuck with Gaethje. Glad I did. Won my parlay. Won some money. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And Gaethje looked phenomenal. This fight was everything it lived up to. It was really weird how quiet it was. This is the only fight 
that really distracted me with how quiet it was. I loved hearing the corners of Ice though. And uh, but you know, Justin fucking was cracking Tony. Tony took everything Justin had, uppercut him at the end of the second or third round, and almost finished him. Uh, just an incredible fight. It was it was two high high level 155 pounds. Which argument could be the best division in the UFC. Um, and Tony, you know, Dana said he looked off. I don't know if he looked off. I just think he looked maybe a little exposed. I know everyone's pawing on Tony right now, which I think is bullshit. Cause Tony, even though I have said prior that his record isn't the most impressive to me, he hasn't fought that big of names. He has some good wins, but it's not like he's been through the fucking gauntlet. Um, and I thought Khabib would be Tony. Uh, it does kind of suck that we're not going to see Tony Khabib right away. But I said on the podcast again that I think Justin Gaethje Khabib is going to be a more entertaining fight. Justin Gaethje has better wrestling chops, in my opinion, than Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson kind of concedes the takedown, wants to play the guard game. Justin Gaethje, he's a hard motherfucker to take down. A lot of people haven't really tried it. Um, I know he's not trying to take anybody down. He's definitely not going to try to take Khabib down. That's an interesting matchup. He looked really good, though. His hands looked really good. His kicks looked really good. He, he fought smart. He fought confident. I love the corner uh, with Trevor Whitman and, and him in there in the corner. Uh, let me play that audio. Let me find it. I should have it ready. I should have had a prompt, guys. Sorry. But the fucking audio in the corner is just unbelievable. The advice. Like, if I was a fighter, if I was training, I'd move to Colorado to get... Uh, to have Trevor Whitman be my corner man because, um, oh, sorry, I'm on the desktop. I don't know. I liked it. Let's see. Here we go. Right here. Hold on. Let me pause it. Rewind it. Here we go. Look at me. Look at me. The last time you got too comfortable, okay, yes, you got stopped twice. Okay. Yes, sir. Look at me. You be sharp as a motherfucker. Yeah. Expect he's going to come out. He's going to roll at your legs. Yes, keep chopping the legs and keep doing damage. Be sharp. I love that. Just the positivity. He knows his fighter. Gaethje's smiling. He's having a good time. This was like a round and a half after he got dropped. I was going into the fifth round where Tony is still in the fight. Tony's always in the fucking fight. Super impressed with Gaethje. A couple months ago, I was going to make him my guy because I like Justin Gaethje. I like how honest he is. I decided not to because, or I think I did make him my guy, but I revoked it because he was a champion at World Series of Fighting. So I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. Now I can't jump on the bandwagon because he is the champion. So it's like, oh, well, now you're a Justin fan. I didn't want to talk too much about Tony in this fight because I thought Tony fought well. He's a fucking champion. He's dancing in the hospital. I love it. But the people coming out now saying, I told you Tony's a fake or all this stuff. Those are the worst kind of people in the world, right? Justin Gaethje outclassed him in this fight and he looked flawless tony ferguson's an older guy he's gonna come back he's gonna fucking do tony ferguson things uh, let's just appreciate justin gaethje for what justin gaethje is as opposed to maybe how bad tony looked because maybe tony looked that bad because fucking justin gaethje's that good but uh we got gaethje khabib staring down the barrel i love conor mcgregor but i do not i do not wish conor mcgregor to fuck that up conor mcgregor cannot fuck that up you know conor justin i don't want to i want to see it but i want to see justin khabib first then we can talk about Connor, Khabib, Connor, Justin, whatever. Let Connor fight Nate. Let Connor fight Jorge. Let Justin and, and, and uh, Khabib fight probably August to September, maybe. Uh, Khabib says he's ready in July. His, his Ramadan's over in July. But let's let, let's think about maybe August, September. That'd be give him uh, Gaethje plenty of time. Looked like he fucked up his finger pretty good. I'm sure, he's got some bruises and stuff, and he and he would need to get ready. But um, I'm looking at August, September for that fight. That's going to be, whew, boys. Boys, it's gonna be awesome. That was UFC 249. 
Uh, it's so incredible to have MMA back. I love it. Other sports now, I've heard rumors. Baseball's proposed their plan today. NBA's coming back in July. NHL might be coming back to Premier League. Shout out Austin. He's a big Premier League guy. They're coming back, I think, in June. I love it. We need sports, everybody. We need it, but MMA's first. Uh, and, 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 uh, fuck all the people who are trying to bring it down. You know what I mean? Oh, we're trying to be sitting now. I'm okay. I'm not going to get into it. You're going to have me fucking talking for another 20 minutes about these cocksuckers. I'm sure it's going to be a theme throughout the podcast. My whole podcast run that, you know, I'm going to be talking shit about these guys, but I, I just can't, I'm not going to give them energy. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, that's the show. That's a recap. Um, I got to go clean this house before the girls get here. Uh, so that's it. So that's it. That's a recap. Sorry, Devin and Tim, that we didn't recap together again. I'm a little kid that's impatient. Um, and so tomorrow, like I said, you're going to have probably two podcasts. You're going to have this one you're listening to. Then you're going to have the pickums pickums for USC fight night, Texera versus Smith. Uh, I went over the card today. I just wrote all the lines down and, uh, I'm excited to pick that. I, I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. I do have a confident pick on one, but uh, go subscribe to our YouTube MMA Takes Podcast on YouTube. I'm going to be posting daily, weekly, whatever videos, YouTube picks of the week, all that shit. Um, and then go to MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Let's get those numbers up. If you want to be part of the Army, if you want to be part of the MMA Takes Army where we're bringing down big media, we're bringing down guys like Luke Thomas, Ben Folks, Dave Doyle, uh, E.K. St. Landon, um, uh, Trent uh, Ryan Smith, all you got to do is follow me. Shoot me a DM and go, I'm in. I'm in, okay? No one's captain. No one's everything. We're on the same level. We just fucking attack these cocksuckers, okay? And if you want to call it a cult, call it a cult because that's kind of what it is. All right, I'll see ya. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.